Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. And let's start off with this because I've been getting a lot of complaints about the rating system. So I'm going to change it right now for this episode. So there was like a couple of episodes where I was just rating these mathematics. So prior, I was actually rating it with like my emotion. Like, how did I feel after watching that entire card? What is my rating? And then that's the rating I gave. But then I said to myself, you know, it's not how, how, like, how can I just do it based on what I believe? Like, it has to be more precise. So that's when I decided, okay, every, I'm just going to do an average of the fights that I like after the card compared to all the fights on the card and then divide that times whatever, get the number out of 10. Um, that hasn't worked, you know, definitely it hasn't because I understand why it hasn't worked. Um, some fights, for example, fights on the pay-per-view or the main card are going to be more valuable than fights on the prelim. So to rate them equally and to give them a point equally, it just it doesn't really make sense, um, which I understand now. So I think the best way, which I've been doing before, like I said, is to um rate these cards based on how I feel. So after this card, I'm not going to lie. So this was a card that I had no, like, I didn't have no excitement for. But if you look at this card on paper, it's not the best card. The only the main event was the only fight where I was like, all right, I'm excited for that fight. Otherwise, all these uh, fights, aside from maybe Chaos Williams, um, let's see who else. Yeah, like I was only really excited about Chaos Williams, if I'm being for real. and. Maybe Felicia Spencer because she's Canadian. But like, aside from that, like I was just really watching this for the main event. But this entire card was like amazing, fucking amazing. So my rating for it would be, I would say like a 9.5 out of 10, you know, because honestly, this card was close to being perfect. There was just a, a few things that I didn't really like. Maybe the Felicia Spencer fight was a little boring at times and um let's see what else was here maybe the Courtney Casey and Liana Jojua fight was a little uh was a little stale at times as well but aside from those uh two fights I enjoyed this card quite a bit and we'll get to it right now starting with the main event Max Holloway defeats Yair Rodriguez unanimous decision I'm I'm not gonna lie I thought it was pretty close. Like um, I had Max Holloway as the winner by the end, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if the judges gave it to y Yair Rodriguez. Um, but once I heard that 49 to 46 from one of the judges, I was like, okay, this is Max's fight for sure. Um, I don't know what rounds they gave, but personally what I, what I thought was the first two rounds went to Yair and the second, uh, the rounds three and four, they went to max and round five. It was just, uh, it was pretty even. It was pretty even if I'm, if I'm being honest. And if I remember, um, I think round two was also even too. rounds one and two were very even, but I gave round one to Yair round two could have went to max too. So I, honestly, overall, I think the, the decision went to the right guy. But with that being said, this performance really worries me as a Max Holloway fan. I'm just going to be for real, you know, because after that fight against Calvin Cater, I was like, man, Max is unstoppable. No one's going to be stopping this guy anytime soon. Volkanovski better be scared, even though he beat him twice. This is a whole new Max Holloway. And 
against someone like Yair Rodriguez. First of all, I got to give credit to Yair Rodriguez. He hasn't fought in two years, and this is the performance he comes back with. That's like, that's insane, man. So shout out to Yair Rodriguez for just doing that himself. You know, this should definitely push him, push him up in the rankings after this, even though it was a defeat, because it was just, he's number three right now, so he can't really go up that much more, but... Shout out to Yair, Yair Rodriguez, because I, I thought this was going to be a beatdown, to be honest, but he really made this into a fight that could have went his way, in my opinion, was piecing Max apart on the feet, especially with those leg kicks. I don't know how Max wasn't limping by the end of that fight, um, just mixing up things very well. You can tell that Yair's speed was too much for Max, and that's going to be a problem for Max when he fights fighters who are faster than him. Uh, who take out his legs. Those are his weaknesses. And that was very apparent in this fight against Yair Rodriguez. Max had to secure takedowns, you know? Like, he calls himself the best boxer in the UFC and he's securing takedowns. That's when you know um, Yair made it a fight for sure. So um, why I'm worried about Max Holloway is because after this performance, I don't think he's going to beat Alexander Volkanovsky if they fight for a third time, especially with the way... Volkanovski looked after his fight with Brian Ortega. I just, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it to be honest. I, I, I have to. I know I'm a, a huge Max Holloway fan, but after this fight with uh, Yair, it, it kind of told me two things. One was that Max, he's getting older, <laughs> you know, and maybe he's not going to be. He's still, I would say, in his prime, but we are slowly declining because two, we have a new age of featherweights coming up. And if it wasn't Yair Rodriguez who did it, maybe it will be a Giga Chikadze who does it. Um, so many guys in this division on the come up right now and very fast guys, guys who can also throw some nasty light kicks. I'm worried for Max, man, especially... In a third fight with Volkanovski. I, I honestly, I, I'll be for real. As a Max fan, I just don't see a purpose of a third fight with Volkanovski, especially after their both of their respective performances. It, it just, I think Volkanovski is going to win that third fight after everything I've seen. And obviously, that changes with time and um, once an actual third fight comes about. But I just, I think Volkanovski will win the third fight. So, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks because I do want Max to be champion again, but it's going to be hard, man. Um, and this fight against Yair Rodriguez proved that. But um, it's interesting. We're at, we're kind of at a crossroads, if that makes sense. Like this could go either really good for Max Holloway. It could be like a fight. For, I compare it to Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Um, this was one of those fights where I was like, oh, shit. Dustin Poirier is on his way out. He's going to be gone. But then after that fight with Dan Hooker, he just he comes comes out and just has the best stretch of his career. So I'm hoping that's going to happen for Max, but it could also go the other way where it's just like, you know, it's not his time anymore. And that just happens. And there was a you know, what's crazy. There was a certain look that I saw from Max during this fight with Yair Rodriguez, where I was like, man, he doesn't have it compared to how he had it before. Old Max, if he was in a war like this with someone and it was just like crazy every exchange that they had, he'd be excited and he would want the fight to continue that way. I could see him kind of like 
pulling back a little bit and not trying to, I don't want to say he looks scared, but he didn't have that same fierceness that he usually has when he gets into brawls, which is his specialty. And that made me sad. It made me sad because it made me realize that Max's time may be declining now. And I hate saying that. And it, it sounds like ridiculous to say that because the guy's only 29 years old. But we can't forget how many wars this guy has been, how many belts he's defended, how many fights he's had. Um, his uh, age in MMA years is high for sure. So 29, maybe this is the final few years of his career, which I'm uh, knocking on wood right now. I hope that's not the case, but... Um, that's just my take from this fight. Congrats to Yair for putting on a stellar performance. Awesome fight. One of the best of the year. But overall, this should have been, been a fight where Max just steamrolled through Yair, if I'm being honest. And it wasn't that. So I'm confused. I'm really confused, if I'm being honest. But I think the next fight they're definitely going to make is going to be Max Holloway and... Um, What's his name? Alexander Volkanovsky. And then Yair Rodriguez. That's an interesting one because he just... Uh, it's very rare for people to have their stock grow after a defeat. But his definitely did. And I think a good fight for him. Honestly, give him Brian Ortega, man. Give him Brian Ortega. I think that would be a good fight. Put that in Mexico. Oh, my God. Headline fight night in Mexico. Oh, that's going to sell out for sure. I'm just helping you UFC. That's just what I do. So let's go to the co-main event. The co-main event was Marcus Rogerio de Lima. He defeated Ben Rothwell 32 seconds into the first round uh, knockout punches. And first of all, so I, I had Ben Rothwell winning. And the only reason I had Ben Rothwell winning is because Marcus Rogerio de Lima is that fighter who has the longest streak of winning and losing a fight. So since 2014, he has won and lost the fight every other fight, basically. And after this one with Ben Roth Rothwell, he has broken that streak, basically. So I thought it was going to be another defeat for uh, Delima, but then because of the streak, basically. But then round one comes in swinging, connects with, I think it was a right hand. Um, ben gets hurt, continues to swarm him. Herb Dean stops the fight. He actually touches him for a moment, but then steps back. And it, it seemed like he was going to let the action continue until Delima looks back and he's like, did you stop it? Is it done? And he's like, yeah, yeah. All right, I did it. That was bad. That was really bad because you can't just be hesitant like that when you're making calls against two guys who are throwing big shots at each other, especially heavyweights. Like, imagine if, let's say... Delima, he looked away for that one second to be like, yo, the fight's done. Ben Rothwell comes out swinging with something, comes back up, stands up. The fight is still continuing. Like that would have just changed everything and would have been dangerous for Delima because he wouldn't be expecting expecting a shot like that. So I, I thought it was a bad stoppage, you know, and it sucks for Herb Dean because like every time he gets a bad stoppage now, it just it, it seems like people are just going to swarm him and uh, just be like, wow, like what happened to Herb? He's such a bad coach, a uh, bad referee now. He's not as good as he was before or he never was good. Like, bro, this job is hard. And I understand, like, I, I'm not taking away from that was a big mistake from Herb Dean. But, yo, these are 
this job is different. This referee job is different from any other referee job in sports. Like compare it to basketball, football. There's so much time that these referees have to like make decisions, talk about it with other people, this and that. UFC referees in the moment, like it's just one shot that could change a fight. So decisions are going to be bad sometimes because of that, simply because of that. And I feel bad for Herb Dean because he's had a lot of those as of recent. Um, but I just think that's uh, that's just what it is, you know, like mistakes are going to be made by people. If it's consistently happening, then I understand this is bad. But um, with Herb Dean, it's like once once in a while, you know, and um, it sucks when it does happen. But I hope people can forgive him and realize he's one of the best refs of all time. So let's give the guy a break. Felicia Spencer defeated Leia Letson TKO punches in the third round. Uh, like I said earlier in this video, it was a lackluster fight uh, for the most part until rounds two. Round two at the end of round two is when uh, Felicia really started to um, connect with shots on the ground because uh, she had uh, Leia on her back. Connecting with ground and pound, that really slowed Leia down. This led to just a beatdown in round three, basically. And uh, Felicia was continuing to throw punches. Eventually, ref stepped in. First of all, I don't know. Um, I felt bad for Leia Letson. You know, it just it seemed like she 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 shouldn't have been in there. You know, um, I know she had like a long layoff, like three years. Like you're putting her against a former title challenger after three years. I get the featherweight division isn't the deepest, but come on, man, that's uh, that's just bad matchmaking. And just man, this featherweight division in, in general is just it's it's a shit show, man. Like, I don't even know how to explain it because you have Felicia Spencer just fighting whoever is around in this division. And I like Felicia Spencer, Canadian, cool, awesome, great fighter, solid fighter, if I'm being for real. But like, um, I don't know what's her what's her path right now. Like, what's her end goal, especially with uh, Amanda Nunes as the champion? You know, I I always I think to myself like, if Amanda Nunes wasn't the champion of 145, this division would have grown so much better. Um, if she wasn't around, if she wasn't champion, but that's the thing, she is champion, so you're not gonna stop her. No one at uh, 145 is gonna stop her. So that's just what it is. But um, with Felicia Spencer, it just sucks that she's, yeah, she's winning these fights, cool, looking good in these uh, performances. But in the end of the day, she can't get over the champion. She can't get past uh, Amanda Nunes. And it sucks for a lot of women in this era who are trying to uh, become champions right now, especially at 135, 145. When you have a champion like Amanda Nunes, who's just dominating and it, it doesn't seem like she's going to be slowing down anytime soon, it sucks because it, it really lacks growth for these divisions, for sure. We've seen it with DJ. Um, we've seen it with so many dominant champions where the division just basically is at a standstill because the, the champion's beating everyone. So there's no um, new champions who are defending against other matchups where other people can possibly become champions. It's just one person. So it definitely sucks uh, right now for Felicia Spencer, but always rooting for her because she's Canadian. Let's talk about Chaos Williams. Uh, defeated Miguel Baeza in uh, the third round. Uh, TKO punches. It was a nasty finish uh, by Chaos Williams, which he, he is definitely used to. Looked good in this fight on the feet. Um, 
but also Miguel Baeza did as well. Also try to lock up like a heel hook at one point, which looked close to being locked up. But overall, Chaos Williams stayed in it. Competitive fight, but in the end, round three, he landed his uh, finishing shots and it was beautiful. Very excited to see what's next for Chaos Williams. I know uh, a little bit of his momentum went down when he lost to Michelle Pajea. But uh, I, I hope he regains that momentum and comes back strong because I think he, he can definitely put a dent into the welterweight division. He's a scary, He's probably one of the scariest strikers right now. Uh, ever since Jeff Neal kind of declined, I would say, he's not really the same fighter since that... Uh, since that it like that i don't even know what it was but he was like really sick at one point and i think it just really messed up with his career which sucks but ever since that i think chaos williams is the new heavy hitter at 170 and i think that could take him very far it will be um interesting to see what's next for him i would like to see maybe a fight with nico price would be a fun fight i think he's in the top 15 or maybe uh Oh no, Neil Magny. I don't know if he fought Neil Magny already. No, I don't think he did. So yeah, these are uh, all fun matchups. I think Chaos Williams deserves it. Song Yadong defeated Julio Arce. TKO head kick and punches second round. Competitive fight first round, but Song Yadong I think was landing the better shots overall. Um, but then round two connects with that head kick, punches, and beautiful finish by Song Yadong is just basically the the summary of this fight and it just really shows how deep the 135 pound division is because Song Yadong he's like ranked number 14 right now and if this guy's ranked number 14 he like that's when you know the division is really deep and very good so can't wait to see what's next for Song Yadong in the prelims Joel Alvarez defeated Tiago Moises TKO elbows and punches in the first round this was a very impressive performance by Joel Alvarez he is he looks nasty on the feet. Like his striking is so, so nice. Like reminds me a lot of uh, Yair actually. So he he pieced, he picked apart Tiago Moises bad. And Tiago Moises is game, man. This is a guy who, who stayed toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bobby Green. You know, this guy is no joke. He stayed four rounds with Islam Makachev. Defeated Alexander Hernandez. Like, Tiago Moises, very good fighter. And for Joel Alvarez to beat him the way he did, even have a better performance than what Islam Makachev put on against uh, Tiago Moises, that's very impressive. Joel Alvarez, man, really put on a statement with this performance. But it sucks that he missed weight for this fight. And he also missed weight for his last fight before, which were both wins, but it's like... At this point, uh, I think the UFC is not going to keep you at 155. You're going to have to go up to 170. And I don't know how that's going to translate at 170. But I hope he gets another chance to fight at 155 and actually makes weight. Because this guy is like, he has so much potential to be really good. Because his, like, I was so impressed. Like, I think this was the most impressive performance of the night, personally. But, uh... Yeah, like if you can't make weight, that's a that's a huge issue. So I wonder what's going to be next for um, Joel Alvarez, but I'm excited to see. Andrea Lee defeated Cynthia Calvillo, TKO corner stoppage second round after the second round. And uh, first of all, Andrea Lee, great comeback 
in her career right now. She was on a three-fight losing streak, looked like she was going to be cut from the promotion. Now she's on a two-fight winning streak, and both wins that she had, she looked very good. And her last win um, before Cynthia, it was against Antonina Shevchenko, wasn't it? Yeah. So th these are two solid wins against like two like great, not great fighters, but solid fighters. And you know, I'm happy for Andrea Lee because I know she had like personal issues in her life and I feel like now everything is better in her personal life. So it's reflecting in her career now and she's really shining. And I, this was the potential we saw early on in her career. So when that three fight losing streak happened, I was like, it's kind of weird that this is happening, but I think she can come back from it and she's coming back from it right now. And she looked really good in this fight. She was picking apart Cynthia Calvillo on the feet. Uh, Cynthia had no answers for her, basically. And by round two, it was just basically a beatdown. And it it was the right call for Cynthia's corner to throw in the towel, basically. So um, great win for Andrea Lee. It sucks for Cynthia Calvillo, though, because this was a girl that had so much hype behind her when she came into the UFC. People thought like she would be fighting for the belt at the very least, like become a number one contender. But it never happened for her. She had some issues with uh, uh, weed tests, which which is crazy. And then she missed weight on a couple of fights, went back up and down from straw weight to fly weight, back down, back up. And it's just like it, I, I, it really uh, messed with her career. And now we're at this point where she's 34 years old and... I just don't think she has what it takes to get to the top anymore, which sucks to say because I was excited when she when she first came onto the scene. I really had high hopes for her. But at this point, after this defeat, she's on a three-fight losing streak now. And she, she didn't really look that great. I know she took this fight on short notice, so I'll give her that. But in the end of the day, um, she had no answer whatsoever for Andrea. Even... Um, though she had she has grappling skills as well like she didn't even try to bring the fight to the ground and i i just don't think she she has it anymore to uh fight with these top level fighters that's just uh my personal opinion but i do wish the best for her and i hope she could prove me wrong it would be great like she bounces back from this and goes on like a crazy win streak but we'll see what's next for both of them sean watson defeated colin anglin tko punches to the body in round one this was a nasty finish by sean woodson who is like freakishly long it's crazy how long his reach is i, I wonder how long his reach actually is does it say 78 reach it doesn't even seem like it for some reason it seems like he's like at an 84 reach like a john jones reach but that's pretty big 78 for featherweight and he uses his reach to his advantage just like staying the distance and picking apart his opponent colin anglin on the feet colin really had no answers for any of this and by the end of the uh by the end of the round before it finished uh eating all these body shots like they looked nasty and Colin couldn't take it went down referee stepped in I'm actually excited for Sean Watson I want to see uh, I'm what's next from him he's nine and one right now only lost to Julian Arosa um two fight win streak like I, I I I think he could do really well in my opinion because he just he he uses his reach to his advantage. And when fighters do that, it's just, uh, that's beautiful, you know, because there's a lot of uh, fighters with long reaches that don't do that. And 
Um, it sucks, but it's good to see it from Sean Woodson. So I can't wait to see what's next for him. Courtney Casey defeated Liana Jojua, unanimous decision. Uh, just basically picked her apart on the feet for all three rounds. Uh, Liana tried to bring the, like, get some moments on the ground, but it wasn't enough. Wasn't able to bring it to the ground uh, as much as she wanted to. Her nose got busted up again, which is, which sucks because her last fight, it got busted up pretty bad as well. And that's how the fight ended. And now this one got busted up bad. It reminds me of Rory McDonald. Like, once Rory McDonald's nose got busted up, like, every fight, I was like, ah, that's like... Not good whatsoever. So um, overall, uh, solid performance by Courtney Casey. Um, wasn't the most exciting fight, I'll be honest. So I, I deduct points from <laughs> from that score because of that. Uh, Rafael Alves defeated Mark Casey, submission guillotine in the first round. And uh, first of all, Mark Casey, man, he, he looked really good early on. He just rushed in. Uh, Nice on the feet, just throwing with a bunch of shots, and it, it looked promising early on for him. But then he gets uh, he gets rocked by I think it was a left hand and by Rafael, and this leads to the guillotine finish. It sucks for him, man, because I'm looking at his record right now. I'm Mark Diacasey. He was uh, he man, he was undefeated for a while, and then he lost three in a row. Wins two, and now he's on a two-fight losing streak. So he's 14 and five right now. And it's just like, damn, you know, like, I feel like there was a lot of uh, promise for his career early on. But uh, right now, it's just not looking so good. And I feel bad because he, he is a solid fighter. It's just he got caught and uh, that happens. But it, it's it definitely sucks for it to happen now at this point in his career. But overall, solid solid performance by Rafael Alves. Quick fight and uh, beautiful finish. Then Un Jung defeated Kennedy. Oh, man. Nzechiku. Nzechiku. Kennedy Nzechiku. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this was actually a really nice fight. They were throwing bombs early on. And then uh, Jung, he connected with these nasty elbows that knocked Kennedy out on his feet in the first round. And uh, this was a fun fight. Great way to start the card. Um, not really much I could say more about that, but the light heavyweight. Okay, this is exciting, actually, because so uh, Da, da Unjung, he's uh, now 15-2-1, which is actually a really good record. And I'm excited to see because, yo, we need like this 205 division to get deeper because it's not deep whatsoever. Kennedy and Zechiku, he's now nine and two like i think these guys are going to be the future of the division because it, they put on a great fight and i think they're both really good so overall this was an amazing card especially for the the expectations i had for it so my final score for it i want to give it like i don't want to give it a 10 because it wasn't perfect for example like my I, I wasn't really the biggest fan of the felicia spencer fight i didn't really like moments in the courtney casey fight but aside from that everything else i was uh pretty pretty entertained by so i would say i would give this like a a 9.5 and you know i'm gonna let you guys know right now like this is a new scoring system it's not mathematical anymore which i think was stupid Mathema doing it mathematically dumb you got to do it based on your 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 mind and your heart you know like what did you feel what did i feel when i saw these cards my score 9.5 out of 10. let me know what you thought what was your favorite moment and i hope you have a good rest of your week Bye bye